This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello, welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. My name is Rachel. And uh, we today are talking about, well... We're talking about how to help our kids access the Bible when we or them struggle with uh, reading all of the enormous amounts of words. How do we help our kids access what we know is vitally important to our kids, uh, vitally important in our lives and our faith journeys, if reading is not one of the best and most exciting things that they encounter? So uh, that's what we're attempting to do tonight. So I hope you're all right. It's good to see you. Did this happen last month? I feel like my months are going very slowly. I hope you have been well. I hope you are enjoying the sunshine. It's been super sunshiny up here in the north. And uh, we are very, very excited about it all. Uh, we have a couple of more months left of school. We can do it. We can do it. Home People who uh, home educate their children, I bless you and hopefully you're looking forward to a break as well but this i feel we wanted to do this topic we normally try to do big vague not vague is that fair i don't think that's fair big topics that sort of apply to everybody um but i this topic is quite close to my heart and my family and i thought it would be just really encouraging for us to try to uh, wade into this a little bit and so uh, what we'll do is the same way we do every time which is i'm going to share a little bit of stuff and then what we'll do is we will open it up for questions. I'll pray for us. I'll give us a bit more time to answer any questions uh, that you may have. I think it's really important as a community of people that we feel free to share. I think those of us who've been walking this journey of uh, helping our kids access a scripture in this way and have a lot of wisdom to share with each other. And so I'd love to hear you feel free to add in what works for you and what you've discovered on your journey as well. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, I feel like um, one of the things that I think is, I brought this up, is that um, we know the Bible is really essential to a faith journey, and we want our kids to be able to access that, to take those next steps, to find those ways of doing it. You're my kid. <laughs> Going in and out. You know, the, you know the journey. Uh, and for, you okay? Uh, I thought <laughs> I think I'll be fine. Thanks. You feel free to take your shower. Thank you. Oh, where'd I go? <laughs> there I am. <laughs> uh, yes, he'll be in the And for me, I also realize that dyslexia is more than just struggle with reading. It affects working memory. It affects short-term memory. It affects how we learn and how we put things together and how we tie things. It is a, it is a, a vast and beautiful way that brains work. And, uh, and therefore, sometimes when we talk about something as academic as scripture, uh, it can feel a, a bit inaccessible to our kids who struggle with dyslexia or have reading difficulties. And we all have coping mechanisms to get around it, whether it's for ourselves or for our kids. We know all the different things that they need and how they can help with that. But how do we help them bed in and rely on scripture as much as those who feel really free to delve in and read for long amounts of time? And... Uh, I think what has happened in sort of world outside uh, those who have families like ours 
um, the Bible sort of becomes crucial to it. It's about our understanding of God. It's about why we're in relationship with him. It's about guidance. And so therefore, the sort of modern Christian solution is, well, then what we should do is read your Bible daily and memorize scripture and, you know, do studies linking all of these things. And uh, for those of us uh, who have members of our family who have dyslexic brains, that's not really the solution to help our kids love and know the Bible. And so we can then feel stuck. And uh, what I'd like to do today is to just give us a whole bunch of pathways, again, to help our kids access Scripture uh, if their brains work differently than others. Well, everybody's brain works differently, but if they don't love reading lots of tiny words on tiny pages and find that way best to learn, there's loads of other ways to do it. And uh, one of the things that I just wanted to say to start off this is that you know your kids best. And you know the particular puzzle shape of your child's uh, dyslexic tendencies, dyslexia, their reading difficulties. You, you know the shape of your kids. And if you're someone whose brain works similarly, you know the shape of your brain. And so therefore, I'm going to give you a bunch of different pathways in. Some may work for you, some may not. Uh, but I just wanted to sort of offer some different ways. Because for me, what happens is we go, well, how can I access my tiny words Bible and help my kid read it, know it, memorize it, do the thing that everybody else says that we're supposed to do. And I feel like sometimes we need to take a step back and say, is that really what it's about? Is it just about how do I help my kid read the Bible every day but not have to read the words? I feel like there's something deeper than that going on. And so what I'd like to do is suggest five different areas that the Bible is for and how we can help our kid access those. And so the first thing that I would suggest that the Bible exists for in the terms of discipleship for our children is to create a bank of stories and truths for our children to know God. That's, that's one of the things it's for, is to create this bank of experience over hundreds of years of saying, this is what and who God is, and how he interacts with people. And primarily, people then go, oh, well, I'll just read it in the Bible. But, but if we take the step back of, of what it's for, to create a bank of stories to understand and find yourself in Scripture, and see who God is in different circumstances, and then ask ourselves, how do I help my child access that? Then you have a lot of different options in. And so, for instance, if we want to help our kids access the, the beauty of the stories of scriptures that they have constantly, truth of God and stories of God to pull from. They don't have to read it. You can listen to it. Uh, there are some great, great audio books of these things. Um, the Jesus Storybook Bible, David Suchet reads it to you. Oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. David Suchet's deep voice reading to you. This really beautiful book about how Jesus is through all of the stories. The Jesus Storybook Bible is a beautiful audio version of that. Um, Diary of a Disciple is one that uh, we particularly liked in our family reading because Diary of a Disciple has uh, has like words themselves illustrated, so what they mean. And uh, for, for us, when I would read it to my kid, then he would follow and just look from picture to picture to picture to picture without ever having to worry about the words, which was lovely. He could listen to it and engage with the pictures as they were going through. Um, so, But Diary of a Disciple just released an audio version of it, so you don't even need to look at it. There's something about giving the, the breadth of it, and there's so many different versions of listening to the Bible that you can do. 
And so if it's really just about letting those words and those stories bed in, then listen to them, but also tell them. Tell them in your ways, in the ways that are authentic to you. Uh, there's a book called The See With Me Bible that has no words that you can sort of take the stories that you know and then retell them without being distracted by the words. And I particularly love letting children tell those stories with the pictures because once they know the story, once they've heard it, they can retell it in their way, adding their bits in of who God is and what he's doing and their their details that they may then then bed deeper. You may have really interesting conversations about that. So create a bank of stories and truths for your kids through listening to it. And whether that's you reading it or somebody else reading it, that is absolutely fine. But creating that bank for them to pull from that's broad and deep can be really significant in that. The second thing I would suggest, I made little visuals for me, for us, because I like making visuals. Look, the bucket, make the bucket, uh, being able to pull. Uh, the second thing that I think is really significant, I know this is when I display my artwork, reach. Look at that hand. That is probably the best hand I've ever drawn in my life, which is sad but true. Look, uh, make it reachable. I think when when we talk about the importance of scripture, it's not only to create that bucket of stuff to pull from, but it's when they need it. When they need scripture, they know how to access it. That's what that's what it's for is to say, I need, I need something about peace. I need God to teach me about peace. And so you can, you can pull it, you can access it. You can find what you need from it in the moments that you have. There's a, a bucket that you can pull from. Sometimes you need to go reaching for it. And often what happens is our, our children who struggle to read or to find that peaceful can feel like they're drowning in it, that, that the Bible becomes something that's very inaccessible because they can't dig through all of the stuff to find what they need in there. And we can really help them in that way. One of the things that we can do is as we listen to the stories, as you listen to the all, I call it the all the words Bible in our family. Uh, but as you listen to you know, scripture, the words of actual scripture, rather than the storybooks, there will be times where you go, oh, that truth. I really liked that truth. I want to remember that truth. And so I know families who, um, who will listen to something and they go, oh, that's an important one. I really like that one. Let's write that one down. And they'll pick the one verse, the one truth that they will write down or that, that one of them will write down. And then they'll all draw pictures of it. And so I've known uh, families who have multiple dyslexic children. What they'll do is they'll, they'll pick one verse that they're listening to. They go, oh, I really like that verse about the peace that passes all understanding. And then all of the kids will have drawn their interpretation of peace that passes understanding. And then the verse goes up on the wall with all of the visual images of peace that the children have drawn. And that becomes the thing that sits on the wall of the kitchen for a really long time as a way of helping them reach for the truth of peace. That that They may not ever memorize that verse. They may read that verse every day and see all those pictures. They may never have those those words memorized, but they will have a visual, tangible image of the truth of the peace of God and what that means that can then soak into them when they need it. And then I know what they do is they take a picture and they put it in a book. And then they have this sort of book of all of these, these key important things that God has spoken to them about what that looks like. And they go through it like it's a, a picture book and they, and they talk about, remember when God was talking to us about peace, how are we feeling about that? And they almost sort of remember all of the things that they were talking about then. 
um, from from pulling into one verse. So whether it's it's helping them create visual art in their room around scripture or stories, whether it's uh, I know with um, older children sometimes they have a verse that they just love that I know parents have said let's let's you know let's have it engraved on something that can be your life verse that can be your year verse let's let's have you do that that you can embody that something. But I also know that sometimes you know they really connect in art or pictures. And uh, I like on our wall, we have this beautiful picture of Hannah crying in the temple. And I just, I mean, that picture is so significant to me because we struggled to have children and we waited seven years for one, got one, and then waited seven years and never got another one. And I, that picture just embodies the story to me, the story that I love, and I can stand in front of it and I can remember the words of, of the story and I can feel the heart of the story and I can know the truth of the story of Hannah begging God for, for a blessing of a child. And that, all of that is in that one piece of art. And, and when we know that we're hearing the stories and surrounding them with the stories, to give them art to remember it by, maybe something that they really love. You know, buying them a picture of this huge wave crashing reminds them of the, of the truth of God's love crashing over us. You know, all of that stuff. Um, do so create create a bucket create a bucket of stories that they can do help them reach for it in, in whatever way you want I know some families um, some kids who um, even though they struggle reading still want to read it and so create a little sheet for them with you know big post-it notes and things so when they want to use the big all the words bible it's highlighted with a big arrow that says peace on the side so you're not flipping through it to find it you're you're doing that um also, I'm making it reachable, just, just to say, there is, um, a Biblica released a accessible Bible, which looked specifically at how the Bible is laid out, created more white space around it, and took out the little verse numbers so that visually, you know, because when the Bible comes, I know some of us, um, some of our kids who struggle with the visual aspect of dyslexia can just get overwhelmed by the, the smallness of it. And so Biblica released an accessible Bible with bigger words, bigger margins, and with taking out all of the little confusion, making it go all the way across the page. It's really interesting. You might want to look at that. And so sometimes it's about finding things that make it more reachable. So create a bank, make it more reachable. Um, help them apply it to life. Um, Sometimes we listen to the stories and we just feel like we've ticked the boxes, but actually making the Bible accessible for our kids is not just giving them the words, but it's helping them find how the words interact with life. And so to be able to ask those questions of, as you listen to it going, I wonder why, I wonder why God chose that, or what do you think God was feeling then? Or to say, well, we were listening to that verse the other day and it just made me think, I want to treat my people at work a bit differently because I think I've been treating them like casual acquaintances rather than loving them and that's that one verse that we were listening to that thing that was said in the Bible has been really niggling at me and uh, yeah I, I think there's something in there that God's poking to model how God weaves life and and scripture in without ever having to say let's read that again and try to force our eyes to do it and read it out loud it's about it's about showing them how how the Bible is connected in this, this making it, uh, applying it to life is really key. Where's my apply? Oh, apply it. This one, apply it to life. Uh, the fourth thing is make it memorable, memorable. And I find, see, memorable, make it memorable. This one. Uh, and I thought that 
was quite significant for in our in our scenario of how dyslexia plays out in our family. Um, memorization and working memory um, can be really difficult to sort of remember these things and to recall it. And uh, when uh, we were talking to the dyslexic the dyslexia specialist, she was talking about the multisensory learning that happens to help log it in the different types of brain. And uh, I know it can be really helpful for families like ours where uh, we go out and we talk about the analogies. When I make bread, we talk about, you know, how how the kingdom is like the yeast that makes it pop up. And when we go sit and, and on a bank and look at birds and I talk about how God knows when one of them dies in super secret, he his eye is on them. And gosh, I just love that, that we... God has seen every moment of that one bird's life, and he cares, and ah, I love how God cares about me. And that sense of, with the wind and the sky and the experience and the watching, to weave scripture and truth into that means that that truth gets planted in all the different parts of the brain, not just in the reading part. And so making it memorable through experience can be a really significant part of that. Is, is knowing the truths you want to embed and letting them experience those truths to get it into different bits. And the last one, tie into encounter. Um, the Bible isn't just head knowledge, it's heart knowledge. And so as we create a, a, a bank of those things for, to pull from, as we make it reachable so they know how to access and remember the things that are important to them, as we apply it to their lives so they can see how it works out as we make it memorable in all the different parts of the brain to also give them a chance to respond to what God is saying in scripture in encounter to listen to what he's saying and and respond and talk to him about it to chat and to catch with him to enable the truth to then lead us into prayer can be really significant and uh, my kid specifically has a recommendation for you uh, he's been really enjoying the Lectio Lectio 365 app uh, and basically, it's like a really chill prayer app that they read scripture and they talk about it and then they pray over it. And it just sort of helps you. It reads the scripture and then it says, you know, if it says cast all your cares, then it says, let's you know list the things to God and let them lift them off your shoulders. And it sort of leads him in an encounter um, based on scripture. And that has been really significant in, in how scripture directly means that I learn new ways of encountering God and tying that in. And so if you try those things to give them a bucket of stories you listen to, help them reach into it, help them find those memorable ways of working those truths into the Bible, apply it to their lives and tie it into encounter, they're going to find a whole bunch of different ways of them encountering scripture rather than just sitting there and reading it. And I, I think that's really significant. So I'd like to pray for you and then I'd like to answer any questions or any questions you have that can open up to the the community that's all here uh, to be able to uh, tie into those things uh, can be really helpful. So I'm going to pray. And if any questions come in, great. And if not, that's fine. Be released. Uh, let me pray for us. God, I thank you for how you created our children's brains and how you created our brains. I thank you for the beauty of your creation and for um, how just how the different insights come together. I thank you for how much I learn from my kid as we explore the Bible together. And I thank you that we get to walk alongside the journey of our children's faith as uh, we learn and they learn. And God, I pray that you would uh, remind us of our role in our children's lives, how, uh, how you've made us the experts in knowing how their hearts work and how their brains think, uh, that we may 
help open the, all of this up for our children and show them how um, vital your words are to their hearts and their minds. I pray that you would give us creativity. I pray that you would give us um, wonderful eyes that we may see them well and that we may help them find their next, next steps in rooting themselves in your word and your knowledge, that they may know you in their heads, but more, more so know you in their hearts, that they may walk hand in heart in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I'm scanning. I don't think I see any questions. Uh, oh, I'm glad. Great suggestions also work with ADHD. Excellent. Well, there you go. Uh, next month, we are going to uh, talk about going back to church. And like, well, I think the title of it is How to Help Your Kid Love Church Again. But probably how we can love church again. And uh, we're facing going back. And what does that look like for us? And how do we have those conversations as a family? How do we begin to face going back? What does that look like from showing up in our PJs on a Sunday morning on Zoom to going back to the get dressed, get out, go, why do we go? What do we go? How do we reestablish relationships? All of that we're going to talk about next month. But in the meantime, have a blessed month. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.